At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Here's your host, Danny Burke. What is going on, folks? And welcome into another edition of VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Here to preview Thursday night football for you between the Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is Matt Humans and I. You can follow Matt on Twitter at MattHumans247. As for myself, at DannyBurke5. Uh, Matt, I'm going to be brutally honest here, man. I don't think I have anything I like in this game. I, I mean, and the spread kind of indicates that because it opened Jets minus one and a half and it went down to a pick. Now it's kind of gone back to the Jets and trusting Zach Wilson. But look, Jacksonville's been the hotter team. They are on a short week. I understand both sides of the coin here. Uh, you've also seen some big movement with this total. How about 42 now down to as low as 36? The weather looks like it could be a factor. Cold, rain, uh, double-digit winds, so that certainly having an impact with this total. Uh, do you find anything attractive, tempting, uh, just anything in those categories that would be worth a play for you? You know, you should be brutally honest. If, if you don't like a play, just say it. Yeah, I, I don't like all these shows, and sometimes we're guilty of it on some shows of East mm-hmm. where you, you go on, you feel like you have to make a pick, or uh, you, uh, you you hear guys kind of fake their way through analysis on a game. And uh, I was on a bowl podcast last week with Tim Murray and Adam Burke, and Tim's asking me about a couple bowl games I have zero interest in. So I basically gave him very little analysis on those games. If, if you don't have a play, don't try to fake it because uh, mm-hmm. you got some people who watch or listen to these podcasts and uh, they might follow what you say. So if you don't have a play, like you said, be honest about it. I really don't have Absolutely. a play here either. And I think 
the play was to get ahead of the totals move and bet under before it dropped all the way to 36. And if you didn't do that, uh, then, you know, it's the cliche, you're late to the party. I lean the Jets a little bit, but uh, it's not a bet uh, for me. And I think that the Jaguars are a really hot team right now, but they were down 17 at the uh, end of the fourth quarter, end of the third quarter to the Jaguars, excuse me, to the Cowboys. And uh, needed the Cowboys to make some mistakes to pull off that comeback. I don't think the Jaguars are playing quite as well, maybe as public perception right now. They're back to six and eight. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is playing well. He's he's getting a lot of media hype as well. He went into last week's game with 181 consecutive pass attempts without a pick. He did throw one pick last week, but he played pretty well. But he played his best when the Jaguars were behind. He's 27 for 42, 318 yards, four TDs. He's only sacked one time. And uh, the Jaguars rolled up 503 total yards against a really good Dallas defense that really has not been playing that well lately. But um, I think the Jets are in desperation mode. I'm not so anti-Zach Wilson that I can't look at that side. I thought Wilson made a few good plays, a few good, uh, really good throws a week ago. I do think the Jets have a better shot to win with Mike White at quarterback, but it's not like it's a huge gap or anything. I think it's a kind of a small difference at this point, and uh, I do trust that Jets defense uh, to keep them in the game. We'll see if Wilson can make some plays to uh, win it. But I lean, I lean to the Jets, but uh, like I said, it's, it's not a bet for me. You kind of put it perfectly there, Matt. I'm in the same line of thinking with you. I, I want to lean toward the Jets, and it's not that I'm completely anti-Zach Wilson. For me, it's more so of a, I don't want to fade Jacksonville. And not that I did last week, but there's been several instances before where I keep counting them out, and somehow they keep battling back and finding these ridiculous ways to win games <laughs> or, you know, again, just proving me wrong. So rightfully so, I've been kind of wrong about Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence has been a stud these past few weeks after the beginning of the season where it really seemed like he was flatlining. There wasn't that incremental improvement, but now you're finally seeing it. He's been one of the more efficient passers these last several weeks. I mean, just looking at some of the numbers in the last three out of four games, or three out of the last four games, pardon me, he's gone for over 300 passing yards in those spots in three, again, out of the last four games. Um, also has had at least three or more passing touchdowns in those spots. And over the last six games, he has an average completion rate of over 70%. So I get all that attraction to Trevor Lawrence, but as you stated too, Matt, we have to recognize the dominance of this Jets defense. They're six against the pass, according to DVOA. They're allowing just a buck 94 in the air. That's fourth best, a completion rate of just 62%. That's top 10. Uh, they're also seventh in red zone defensive efficiency. So we all know this about New York. They have a very good defense. Really, that's why they've been competitive in a majority of games this year despite the inept quarterback play when it's been Zach Wilson. And yes, Mike White probably does present better opportunities, but like you said, maybe not a huge difference between the two teams in this type of environment. So um, yeah, I, I think the Jets defense will keep it in it. And because the weather's kind of shoddy, that's what may keep it closer than if it was more of a normally played type of atmosphere. And then you'd probably give more of a nod to Trevor Lawrence. But the thing about Jacksonville too, Matt, and why, again, you may not freak out too much about Zach Wilson is because the Jacks' defense really is not good at all. I mean, they're allowing 5.7 yards per play. That's fourth highest. They're dead last against the pass, according to DVOA. And the red zone defensive efficiency is over 90% the last three games, which is dead last. So, uh, again, kind of like last week almost, 
if there's a time where you think Zach Wilson could do well or at least better, it would be against these inferior defenses. Detroit being one of them, he passed for over 300 yards. Don't know if the same's going to happen in this spot because, again, of the weather, but uh, I still think the defensive advantage will maybe benefit the Jets more so and give them that edge. But, uh, again, I said a lot at the end of the day, like you, Matt, I I'm probably not going to get there with a play unless some crazy line movement happens. Yeah, and don't forget, amid all this uh, uh, hype about the Jaguars, they've won three of the past four. They did get beat 40-14 to 14 at Detroit three weeks ago. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's not a bulletproof team by uh, by means. Uh, do I want to uh, bet big money on uh, Zach Wilson in a game where the weather conditions uh, could be questionable? Probably not. But I, I would uh, I'd, I'd give the benefit of the doubt to the Jets' defense on, on – uh, on Thursday night, let's talk about the uh, the weekend card. That's much more interesting. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you, my friend. So Matt and I really got nothing. Sorry to disappoint everybody out there, but hey, you know if you've got some recommendations or strong leans, reach out to us on Twitter at DannyBird5 at MattHumans247. That game could be wonky, so uh, sometimes the best bet is no bet. Uh, Matt, I'm looking through. We might as well start with the Saturday card because obviously this is the big one. And then you just got a handful of games on Sunday. So Christmas Eve, looking down the slate. Um, I want to ask you about this Detroit and Carolina game. Now, the Lions, of course, have been one of the hotter teams as of late. And they're laying under the key number of three on the road against the Panthers. So I I'm sure this will be a heavy public play toward Detroit. People kind of shocked that they're going to be laying such a little amount. I guess I get the sharp perspective of it. Look, Carolina's been a better team. Detroit's defense is still bad. You kind of fade the hot team. I don't know, Matt. I haven't done anything, but I, I just I, I feel like Detroit has to be the right side here, right? I mean, I don't know what side you're leaning on, but if, if the Panthers are the correct call here, please inform me because I feel like it would be Detroit or nothing in this game. Well, for me, it's going to be Panthers or pass, and I'm going to pass in this game. The Jets uh, playing back-to-back -back road games and uh, what's interesting about this spot is so many sharps love the Panthers last week. You know, I, almost every time I clicked on Twitter, I saw a different so-called expert touting the Panthers against the Steelers. <laughs> and now they lose a game, and now nobody likes the Panthers anymore. Um, but they're still doing the same things for Steve Wilkes they were doing before. They're going to run the ball effectively in this game. And um, if you play it, Okay, if you're playing your side of the Lions, you got to lay two and a half. That's a number out there in several books. If you're playing the Panthers, you got to take the three, uh, even at minus 120 that's out there at Circa and DraftKings right now. So I think at three, I lean to the Panthers a little bit, but I was uh, writing my column today trying to come up with uh, my top five plays this week, and the Panthers uh, missed my list. So they're, they're not in the top five, and I'm probably not going to play it. But that's kind of one of those contrarian plays on Carolina. Yeah. Or a week ago, that was a hot team. They lose. Now nobody likes them. Everybody's on the Lions bandwagon. You know, you can break down all the stats and everything you want, but sometimes in the NFL, those situational plays uh, just turn out to be uh, the right sides. But I'm, I'm going to pass on this one. Might be the safest uh, safest way to approach that game as well. Uh, Matt, let me ask you about Kansas City and Seattle. Now, again, I haven't gone fully crazy. I'll go more in-depth when Mike Palm and I do our show. But just kind of glancing at this game with the Chiefs and the Seahawks. Total open 48.5, up to 49. I think I would lean toward the over in this game. Now, of course, we know Seattle needs this to keep their playoff hopes alive. And 
Look, it's not even because Kansas City's defense has looked brutal the last two games, Matt. This has kind of just been the nature of their defense since Patrick Mahomes and this team have been very relevant and successful. They've never had a very strong defensive side of the ball. They've slightly improved from time to time, but they go through their lulls throughout the regular season, and they're in the midst of that right now. Now, Geno Smith has also kind of come back down to reality a tad bit, but look, you still have one of the better quarterbacks in terms of efficiency rating uh, with Geno Smith at this point of the year. Tyler Lockenot being there doesn't help. I get that, but you still got DK. You still got Kenneth Walker now back in the mix and some other weapons. And look, uh, the Texans and the Broncos, I know I wasn't you know, freaking out because of those two games, but they were doing uh, some good damage with less, you would argue, in the quarterback position than Geno Smith. And you know Kansas City is going to get their own, especially after the past couple of disappointing performances. Seattle's defense has kind of become a train wreck as of this moment in the year. So I think this could be a higher scoring game. No thoughts on the spread, though, for this one. I, I generally don't get involved with the, the big favorites in the NFL and the Seahawks right now. They're kind of like a, a ship that's taking on water, and I really don't want to uh, take the 10 either because you're never going to feel safe with Patrick Mahomes on the other side, even yeah. if you have a lead in the third quarter in a game like this. Hey, uh, a lot of people thought it was doomsday for the Chiefs when uh, they traded Tyree Kill. Uh, <laughs> how about this right now? The Chiefs rank first in the NFL in points per game, yards per game, yards per play, first downs per game, third and fourth down conversion percentage. Wow. Uh, so I, it was obviously Tyree Kill was important to the offense, but it's surviving well without him. I think it started to get exposed for what we thought it was uh, maybe in the first uh, month of the season or so. And uh, unless the weather wreaks havoc on this game in Kansas City, which is kind of hard to say right now, I don't think that's – I'd have a hard time not seeing the Chiefs put up 30-something points. Yeah, that may not be a bad look to even go with just a specific team total with Kansas City if you're not all too convinced on the side of Seattle. I may investigate that one a little bit further, too. Um, but, yeah, that's the other game that's really been catching my attention. Um, kind of just looking through the list. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Dallas and Philly is going to be intriguing with the whole quarterback situation with Philly. Uh, Cleveland's only laying three against the Saints after Deshaun Watson finally gets somewhat of, well, I don't want to say normal win, but more of a I, – I, comfortable win, I guess you could say, and, and not the ugliest of fashions. But all right, Matt, let, let's get to what you like, though. You have five that you write about. Uh, you can go through all of them if you want. You don't have to. You could go through some of your top ones. Whatever you want, the floor is yours, my man. What are we looking forward to this weekend? Well, I'm thinking about taking the Saints, but I got to get the three. And the three is out there at only a few places now. The South Point's got it. The Westgate's got it. Circuit DraftKings is down to two and a half on that. I don't think Deshaun Watson's playing well at all. This, this is a game where you're going to have 30-mile-an-hour wins, snow, running the ball is going to be important. And, uh, of course, both teams can do that here. I just don't trust Watson in these weather conditions. And um, I think the Saints are gritty enough to uh, actually go there and get the win. I, I want to fade Deshaun Watson right now. And uh, if I can get the full three, I'm probably going to play the Saints. Uh, I did take three and a half with the Patriots. And I did not plan on doing this. Uh, but I wrote about it, and it's going to be in my column. I was at the game Sunday oh, when the Raiders man. pulled off the uh, <laughs> stunning finish to beat the Patriots 30-24 uh, to 24 in a game that looked like it was guaranteed to go to overtime. Um, you know, I walked away from that thinking there's no way I was going to bet the Patriots this week, but you can never, never say that in the NFL because we got to 
pick five every week and uh, you don't have a lot of options. But I, I actually even bet this game. I took the three and a half here because when I was writing this up for the VSIM Pro Guide, the more I dug into it, the more I liked it. And um, I think the Bengals comeback last week, they scored 34 consecutive points against the Buccaneers. It was a little bit fluky. And I know a lot of people are going to be impressed by, wow, Cincinnati's 11 and 1 against the spread in the past 12. Uh, this team's a cash machine. Joe Burrow is one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league. And to an extent, that's true. But the Buccaneers gift-wrapped that game last week. Four Tom Brady turnovers, a failed fake punt. It was just uh, as clumsy a second half as you could possibly get from uh, the Buccaneers. And I don't think the Patriots are going to give it away this week. You're going to get a team that's fully focused. Postseason chances on the line. They're off an embarrassing loss in Las Vegas. The one thing the Patriots did do that was a positive I took away from that game, they were able to move the ball on the ground. Ramondre Stevenson had 172 yards. The team had 206 on the ground. I think they're going to be able to move the ball against this Bengals defense too. And you can look at the numbers and see the Bengals are not a great run defense. And they're not a great pass rushing team either. The Bengals ranked 30th in the league in sacks with 22. Uh, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson account for for 12 and a half of those sacks, and those guys are out with injuries this week. So I think this New England offensive line is going to have a better shot to get Mac Jones some time to throw. They're going to run the ball against the Bengals. you got Bill Belichick as a home dog off a bad loss. Uh, I think you're going to have the public piling on the Bengals side here, which I can see why. It's kind of a tough call to make, but I, I took the points uh, with the Patriots. I noticed this morning that number dropped from three and a half to three at most spots, which was interesting because that was obviously uh, sharp money taking a three and a hook with the Patriots. I was not sure that was going to happen this week, but it did. Um, also, I took six with the Eagles. And um, when I heard about the Jalen Hurts news, obviously, Danny, the Bears were good to us last week. He got in the back door and got the cover, so that was great. Uh, but they banged up Justin Hurts in that, uh, Jalen Hurts in that game. And he's got a uh, sprained right shoulder. I don't, when the news broke on Monday, Cowboys went from one and a half to six point favorites. I took the six with the Eagles. I just don't, uh, I don't think the drop off to Gardner Minshew is uh, like falling off a cliff here. And the reason why is the Eagles have an elite offensive line. They've got plenty of playmakers around the quarterback. Yeah, Jalen Hurts had an incredible year. He's one of my, uh, favorite quarterbacks, and what he's doing is legit. He's not just a product of the system. But Gardner Minshew's got 22 career starts. And uh, when he started last December against the Jets, when Hurts uh, was hurt, Minshew went 20-25 for 242 yards and two touchdowns and a 33-18 to win. He's been in this system a while. He knows how to run it. Tight end Dallas Goddard's going to be uh, back, it appears, from a shoulder injury this week. So I understood the line move. I just thought it was an overreaction, so I took the uh, six with Philly. Uh, Dak Prescott has not been sharp, but the the uh, the talking heads, the idiots on TV who are trying to pin the loss, the Cowboys' loss last week on Prescott are off target. Um, Dak was not great, and he's got 11 interceptions in nine games. His arm got hit on one of the picks. I thought the uh, throw was a little bit behind the receiver on the other, but it's deflected and returned. I, I think about in retrospect, after I went back and watched the game, Dak didn't play as poorly as I thought he did. Now, he has not been sharp, and the Cowboys squandered a 17-point third-quarter lead in that game. But the Dallas defense, who's been dominant at times, has not been 
uh, that great lately. And again, allowed 503 total yards to the Jaguars, 192 on the ground and 7.1 per carry. You still got a Philly defense that ranks number one in sacks and interceptions. Um, now, this is a bigger game for the Cowboys, but they're not going to close the gap. The Eagles just need to win one of their final three to clinch the top seed in the NFC, and the Eagles are, are going to do that. There's no doubt about it. So um, it's not like they're playing for nothing, and the Cowboys are playing for everything here. I had to laugh, Danny, because Fox has been hyping up this uh, Eagles-Cowboys game every week. I don't know if you heard the promo. They keep calling it the biggest game of the year. Uh, this is not the biggest game of the year. I mean, come on. If, if the Cowboys had not lost last week, maybe you could say that, but <laughs> they're three games behind Philly in the standings. Philly's 13-1. Uh, and one, The Cowboys are 10-4. and four. Uh, So it's not the biggest game of the year. I have no idea which way to go in the Raiders-Steelers game right now. I was thinking about taking the three with the Raiders, and then I, I had second thoughts about that, and I'll just assess that one later in the week. So no play on that. Uh, I'm considering taking the points with the Packers in uh, Miami, even though I'm still really surprised that Aaron Rodgers has not found a way to play better. Uh, he, he did not look good again Monday night. And um, you got to think at some point he's sitting on, sitting on a big game and maybe it comes against the struggling Dolphins defense uh, this week. But the Dolphins have lost three in a row. They're desperate as well. I got a feeling the Packers can run the ball well enough, and if Rodgers plays better, they got a shot in this game in Miami. Um, did you realize, Danny, that Rodgers has not had a 300-yard passing game the entire season? I guess I haven't realized that, but like, if you would have asked me yes or no, I'd probably lean toward no because I have looked at his game logs before and you know his passing yards props, and it's always below like 240. So that makes sense. And yeah. Look, at the beginning of the year, Matt, too, I mean, it, you could kind of understand and we kind of predicted it would be a slower year for them. But now that we've seen some of these receivers develop like Watson and even Dobbs is back in the mix, right? Lazard's a fine target, Aaron Jones out of the backfield. What's the excuse for Aaron Rodgers right now? So I guess I, I understand your line of thinking like, hey, you got to figure it out finally. Taking the points could be attractive, especially against a really bad Miami pass defense. So I get that line of thinking for you, but... Uh, it's it, it's desperation mode for the Packers. They practically have to win out, right? I mean, that's the only chance they have, it seems. Yeah, desperation mode for both teams. But, uh, yeah, the Packers cannot afford to lose another game at 6-8. So, um uh, doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes you're in desperation mode because you thought you needed to win before that. So it's not like you can, you can bank on the Packers to go there and give an incredible effort that, uh, uh, that just overwhelms the Dolphins. I don't think that's going to be the case. Rodgers got to play much better than he has i really think the packers are playing you know well uh they got the running attack that should be a lot more effective the guy that, who's actually holding this team back i think is an aaron Rodgers, in a sense the offensive line has been banged up and that's been a problem uh, but if if rogers can find a way to play a lot better i think you see a lot better results from the packers it just he has not been the guy who is the back-to-back -back mvp not even close yeah Big-time regression, that's for sure. And uh, as a Packers fan, I'm sure you're incredibly disappointed, frustrated, may just want the season end because you know they're probably going to tease you with close playoff chances. But, hey, Miami may be stepping the way of just doing that as they are a four-point home favorite on Sunday. Uh, again, a handful of games on Sunday, the majority coming on Christmas Eve for the upcoming NFL slate. Matt, I do want to go back to the game you were talking about with Philly and Dallas. 
I didn't know what to do with this game, but I really like your assessment in this spot. So we're seeing five now. I know you said you took uh, six with Philly because it really shot up after that news came about. I agree with you with Gardner Minshew. And I mean, I know he's a fan favorite just because he's kind of a funny guy and enjoyable person to watch, especially right. when he's doing funny things with his facial hair. But uh, he really is a great quarterback. Maybe not great quarterback, but let me put great backup quarterback option is how I would phrase it. And when you have a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts and you're the Eagles, there's a reason why you're holding on to a guy like that because you know the risk of injury with a dude like Jalen Hurts who runs the ball so much. And here you are needing a guy like Minshew to probably step in against this Dallas team. And the big thing is, too, you mentioned Goddard being back in the mix. Offensive line is awesome. You got great receiving weapons with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. And then on the other side of the ball, you have one of, if not the best pass defense in the NFL – Going against an offense in Dak Prescott, who you said has been shaky, has been prone to throwing turnovers, right? And that's what kind of killed them against Jacksonville, aside from their defense. And you can bring that up too. Dallas's defense, while it's still good, they have regressed up to this point in the year. So I think taking the points with Philly would be the right side, and that's where I would lean to as well. Now, you would say, well, if you're Dallas, you're just going to hand the ball off and look to attack the Philadelphia run defense that has been pretty poor this season. And it has, and they've gotten exposed that way. But they've gotten a little bit better, I will say. I thought the Bears were going to do a better job of exposing that, and they really didn't. And part of that was Getsy not utilizing that too much. And part of that was just because Philly's run defense has improved. They know that's her weakness, and it seems like incrementally they have worked in that part of the game. And it's a familiar opponent, right? So I think I like that play a lot. I'll be curious to see where this line moves, though. There is... There's one four and a half out by you in Vegas at the Mirage, and then there's a five and a half at Westgate just to show you the variety. But yeah, I kind of like your play there with the Eagles, and I may be jumping in on it with you. Yeah, I think the number dipped from six to five because the Eagles are, you know, playing the guessing game a little bit. Well, hey, Jalen Hurts might play this week, and he's, you know, he nodded and said he could throw the ball, and Nick Sirianni said it's possible he's going to play. Maybe that's the reason that line dropped a point from six to five or even the four and a half at some spots. And then it goes back. It's going to I think it'll go back to six uh, by game day because you are going to get more Cowboys action here. Uh, Dallas is the desperate team. And uh, back home, you would expect to get the Cowboys a game in this spot. And like you said, I think the Cowboys can run the ball against uh, the Philly defense, even though it has improved a little bit against the run. Uh, I still like taking the points. I like to bet on these uh, line overreactions uh, when I when I think it's an overreaction, and I, I thought that's what this one is. The flip side of that, Danny, that could all blow up if Gardner Minshew goes out there and uh, uh, stinks on uh, Saturday, which is possible. Uh, so it's not like you know he's in midseason form or anything like that. But I expect him to play well and rely on the weapons around him. I'd be the hero, and uh, the Eagles are good enough to uh, stay within that number and win the game with Minshew at quarterback. So, um, you know, it's, it's it's interesting. When you look at the card at the start of the week, sometimes plays jump right off the page at you. Other times you got to work harder to find them. I had to work a little bit harder to find these because I did not initially think I was going to be on the Patriots and going to be on the Eagles, but I do like both those sides now. 
Yeah, I hear you, my man. That's right. It's kind of funny. Like, you've had that battle with the Raiders, and they've come through for you now the past couple of times, and now it's almost like the Patriots <laughs> are the victim of that, and you're jumping in on it. So I love it, Matt. That's what we like to see. So uh, we got to add some diversity to our plays. You know, trust some teams that maybe don't seem so trustworthy, and that's what makes this racket so hard to be successful in, and hopefully we can continue to do that here on our podcast. And by the way, one last thing about Gardner Menchu that I was just thinking of, this year season two when you think about experienced quarterbacks think of them stepping into like Brock Purdy who started all four years at Iowa State like guys who have had a lot of reps in that position at the higher level Gardner Minshew is one of those guys we've seen it other instances with backups too and not saying that Ritter uh was you know fantastic but what the Falcons covered this past week in an ugly way it's just you know I'm just anecdotally thinking about certain quarterbacks and there have been those situations this year and Gardner Minshew has had that experience but in the NFL level. So, uh, yeah, don't be too afraid to trust the mustache and Gardner Menchu. So uh, hopefully it's going to be a good weekend for us, Matt. I hope you have a great holiday. You know, I hope you get some winners. I hope you get some good gifts. And uh, I know you were talking about Thanksgiving, sweating out the uh, games in front of your family. So hopefully uh, the joy is continuous throughout your holidays while watching the games, my friend. Thanks, Danny. Uh, same to you. The only gifts I want for Christmas are catching tickets, and that's it. <laughs> that's right, baby. At MattHumans247, where you can follow him on Twitter. As for myself, at DannyBurke5. Make sure to be on the lookout here on Vsin's Pro Football Betting Podcast feed for our other episodes, especially tomorrow. Mike Palm and I will deliver all of our analysis, bets, leans, much more for the entirety of the Week 16 slate. Until then, best of luck with Thursday Night Football, folks and take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.